All right, and I believe we are live. Hello, everybody. America. Valeria is entertaining the cat. <laughs> uh, she literally just walked in, so we are about a minute late. Blame traffic. That's what I always say. All right, so, darling, mm. the people out there are wondering, what did you do with your hair? I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? You, you, you had like a six-hour hair treatment yesterday. Uh, not six, two, two. Two, my mistake. One hour haircut, one hour treatment. Nobody's asking that. I just thought it would I be know. fun. To, okay. <laughs> Should we tell them what happened last night? No. No? <laughs> we went to a, a meeting to discuss the best way to get rid of George Gascon, the terrible district attorney out here in Los Angeles. The guy is a nightmare. It was a very productive meeting, I think. What do you think, darling? Well, I was just eating, so... Yeah, Valeria. Yeah, it, it's a lot of these people are our friends already, so it was just a, a lovely evening. Oh, no. Oh, no. There goes the cat. All right, well, enough chit-chat, darling. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's why we didn't have a show yesterday, because it, it's, it's an important thing to do, I think. Oh, my... It's an important... I do think that this particular guy, George Gascon, he deserves nationwide attention. Um, he is, of course, uh, a minion of... Aston? You want to be killed? Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, he's a minion of the uh, the billionaire Porge Poros. Of course, you have to modify how you say his name. You know what's funny about my shows? Literally every single live stream is demonetized. Every single one. I have to go in and manually have it manually reviewed. And every single time the manual review, I would say nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, the manual review releases the demonetization and it becomes a monetized video after a couple of days. But by then everybody's already seen it and the monetization is pointless. So... Just one of those frustrating things with YouTube. Yeah, literally every single one of our videos gets demonetized. It's pretty unbelievable. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I we, we took the day off to go to uh, deal with this George Gascon situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it is, I think it's something that everybody in the na- nation needs to pay attention to. We cannot have these activists, activist DAs um, c- coming, coming in and, and refusing to prosecute criminals uh, because of some, you know, fantasy version of reality in which, you know, the judicial system is so racist that, you know, when black people commit crimes, it's not their fault. It's because of white supremacy. You know, we all know that's nonsense. All right. So, darling. Yes. Darling. Why don't we uh, stop apologizing to the people and get going with our first story? Okay. Uh, Jen Psaki is a condescending... Condescending. Condescending. Sorry, I put in a really difficult word there. B I T C H. B I T C H. She is a condescending biatch, as we used to say back in the olden days. All right, let's have a look here. So it says, uh, "Well, I'm not going to read this article. Well, I, I'll read a bit of it, but I maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I haven't decided. But let's just watch this because what she has to say here is." I mean, it's basically like stereotyping any group. It's just, it's the most, 
I don't know how you could be ignorant of other white people when you yourself are white, <laughs> but she's just an unbelievably ignorant, disgusting, elitist, you know, East Coast type Democrat, just absolute trash human being. And let's see why. Okay, here. Also investing $3 billion to states and community-based organizations to strengthen vaccine confidence in the highest risk and hardest hit communities. And often people uh, think of that as just black and brown communities, and that is not. As you've noted, that is also conservative communities, white evangelicals. It's a range of communities around the country. What we found to be most effective is to work with these local organizations. So faith-based organizations, community health organizations, civic leaders, and others who can really get this message deeply uh, in communities. We've also had a number of our um, members of our COVID team from Dr. Fauci and uh, and Dr. Collins uh, participate, as an example, participate in a range of media interviews. You know, an example is Dr. Collins participated in the 700 Club. Dr. Nunez-Smith hosted a Faith Leaders Roundtable. Uh, we're also looking for, we've run PSAs on the deadliest catch. We're engaged with NASCAR and country music TV. We're looking for a range of creative ways to get directly connected to white conservative communities. We won't always be the best messengers, but we're still trying to meet people where they are, but also empower local organizations. <laughs> and it's cracked me up. Okay. It cracked me up, but it was also somewhat offensive. I mean, she's, she's like, you know, we're putting ads on deadliest catch to reach conservative Americans. You know, we're, uh, we're going to NASCAR, uh, I'm surprised she didn't say something about like wrestling. Uh, you know, we're 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 hitting up country music, trying to spread it through country music. Now, look, my uh, my brothers listen to country music. I I didn't grow up on country music. Well, neither did they actually. But they met, they married uh, girls who who love country music. Mm -hmm. So they listen to country music now. Uh, a lot of conservatives I know, a lot of my good friends, they love country music. Um, you know, NASCAR. Nothing wrong with NASCAR. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic event. Uh, you know, I guess sport. Um, and you have uh, what was the other thing that they that they said? The Deadliest Catch. Deadliest Catch. Great show. Been on the air for like a gazillion years. Who doesn't like Deadliest Catch? But I feel like her putting those three things together and being like, "This is how we're trying to reach conservative Americans." That's their plan. It's it's essentially it's like to me it's like the equivalent of saying. Well, in order to reach black Americans, we've slapped a lot of notices on watermelons throughout uh, grocery stores throughout the country. On every grocery store, uh, every grocery, we've gone to the watermelon section and put these announcements on the watermelon so that black people see it. We've gone to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, we put posters up at Kentucky Fried Chicken, so black people should uh, be able to see those there. We know black people like the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh I feel like th that's what it feels like to me. It feels like she's kind of decided that, okay, this is what conservative America is. It's this particular. And to me, that that is the same kind of bigotry, you know, that you, you would get with like racial bigotry against black people. Are you serious? No, no, go away. Don't you see I'm working? He, he I think he knows. I think he knows. <laughs> I think he knows we're doing his show and he's just being annoying. There you go. Uh, don't worry, it's just paper. It's not going to hurt him. All right, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I, <laughs> here's the problem with this kind of ignorance, I guess you would call it. Uh, uh, it's not so much that 
Jen Psaki doesn't think much of. Oh my god. It's not so much that Jen Psaki doesn't think, you know, that uh, conservatives are a nuanced group with a variety of interests. Whatever. She's an idiot. She can think whatever she wants. The problem is that they are designing policy clearly with this these ideas in mind. These are officials in the federal government who have who 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 see conservatives as this this kind of like a simple group with simple interests and they think that they've got us figured out and they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Like do they not realize that half the country is conservative? Are you going to throw them out the balcony? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I mean, doctors, lawyers. Yeah, certainly a lot of people who are in, say, construction, construction workers or truckers. or uh, But then you have people who are like journalists. You have librarians, I'm sure. Uh, mothers, fathers. You have people of every kind of profession, scientists. You have people of every kind of profession. You have people of every kind of, um, you know, every type of person. You have gay conservatives. You have black conservatives. You have Hispanic conservatives. You have Muslim conservatives. It's the Democrat. The Dem- Democrats seem to think that they are this, uh, you know, intellectually elite, brilliant group, and that the rest of us are just these. Uh, basically dumb hicks, right? That conservatives are just dumb hicks. And I think this is a massive problem. It's just a complete lack of respect of Republicans, a lack of respect of conservatives. And you cannot create policy for Americans if you don't understand them. You can't create policy for Americans if you don't understand them. You have to, to some degree, uh, you want to fix your lighting there? I think it's going to get messed up. Uh, You have to some degree at least make an effort to understand the people that you're trying to make policy for. And if you don't understand them, and uh, on top of that, if you don't respect them, I don't see how you could possibly make effective uh, political strategy to, you know, to help those people improve their quality of life, uh, to create an America in which they are welcome. There's all this, there's all this rhetoric in the, the Biden White House of unity we need unity. But I think their idea of unity is like Democrat geniuses and Republican hillbillies uh, living together under, you know, the brilliant rule of the, you know, genius Democrats. Like all these, all these dumb hicks just obeying the mighty Democrats and their brilliance. And, uh, and I think that this kind of exposes that. This is, you're looking at me like you're uh, either super tired or super bored with the conversation. I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> now, now, when I brought this up to you, you didn't know what Deadliest Catch was. No, I didn't. You didn't know what NASCAR was. Deadly Catch is a TV show. Deadliest Catch is a TV show. NASCAR well, is a sport. It's well, race I re- cars. I realized that. NASCAR is a sport. Uh, race cars. You know race cars. Yes, I But do. you have Formula One in Europe, mostly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, country music. Yeah. 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 So let me explain country music to you. I know it's country music. I'm just teasing you there. All right. Um, yeah. So Valeria can't say much about this because she's I not can't. even aware of of really any what like. Anyway, the the point is she's basically treating white people like racists treat black people. 
which is or she's treating she's treating republicans like racists treat black people all right uh darling yes that was fun for me but i don't know if anybody cared about that story but i liked it yeah that's fun huh that's that's fun for you uh would you like to read the next headline uh yes uh teacher threatens parents over zoom yeah so this is an interesting story so this teacher uh is ba- basically told these students that if their te- if their parents don't like how she's teaching they can come at me <laughs> it's really weird uh let's just go ahead and play this it's hilarious and it needs to be seen by everyone themselves out the haters did they are forced to bring awareness to the situation that they are in because other people put them in that situation my question is in your case where is the uh, white student union because because we, we need all you don't need equality. a white student union jake oh. you get everything if your parent wants to talk to me about their profession and their opinion on their profession, I would love to hear that. I know very little about anything else in the world other than education, okay? However, if your parent wants to come talk to me about how I'm not doing a good enough job in distance learning based on what you need as an individual, just dare them to come at me. Because I'm so sick to my stomach of parents trying to tell educators how to do their job. I have never once gone to a doctor's appointment and tried to tell my medical health provider how to treat me. You know why? Because I know nothing about that. I didn't get my degree in medicine. I am going off. I'm sorry. This is my go off period. All right. So, okay. <laughs> I, this just this kind of cracks me up. I, I've assumed so what, that she's what, been fired. What, hap- what happened again? She she doesn't want to be. Okay, so so in in California, they okay. still don't have in person learning. They still have you know teaching by Zoom. Okay, and a lot of teachers are or a lot of teachers. A lot of parents are not happy about this, right? Mm-hmm. They want their students to be um, back in school, and. Uh, so this teacher is acting as this as if this is somehow disrespectful to her or something like that because parents are telling her how to do her job, right? Mm-hmm. As if no one has ever critiqued anyone ever in history, you know, who's involved in a profession that they are not involved in. I mean, of course you critique people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we watch a movie, we say, oh, the director didn't do a very good job, the writer didn't do a very good job, the actress didn't do a very good job. You know, if we go to a store and the store is dirty, we say, oh... This uh, whoever owns this store needs to uh, tell their employees to clean this store up. It's mm-hmm. filthy. I don't want to buy fruit in a store that's filthy. You know, we can we can make these judgments, of course. And uh, I mean, could you imagine telling a store owner like, "Oh, hey, you have a you have a lot of you know you have a spill in this aisle. You should probably clean it up." And the store owner says, "Hey, do I go to your work and tell you how to do your job?" I mean. I thought that might be helpful to tell you that you have that your store is filthy, but uh, and it, but the other thing is like yeah, if you go to a doctor, and I love how she she equates being a teacher and a doctor. You don't have to go to medical school to become a teacher. It's not like yeah. you're, it's not like you're in school for a hundred years. Like you get a teaching degree and you're good. Like 
I don't think it's that hard to be a teacher. But anyway, so this this woman is acting as if uh, there's some kind of that that's somehow uh, equal being a teacher and a doctor. But even if you do go to a doctor, let's say you go to a doctor's office. There are some doctors that um, I I don't think they like really know what they're doing. Sometimes. Right? Yeah, they're 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 incompetent. Like so she is. She is an incompetent teacher. I mean, could you imagine seeing a Skype, a Skype, a Zoom a class with a, with a teacher who's talking to your kid like that? I mean, I want to punch her in the face. Yeah. Not saying I would, YouTube. I'm not advocating violence. I'm saying I would want to, as I think would most parents. And, you know, it's just totally, like, unprofessional. And she's, she's acting like nobody's allowed to crit- criticize her in her job ever. But it's like, these, are these, these students are these parents' children. So, of course, they're going to be very careful. And they're going to keep an eye on what she's doing. If you go to a doctor's office, you know, the doctor's office is absolutely filthy, like the, like the store. You're going to say, wow, doctor, I'm not sure I want to take my kid here anymore because your yeah. place is absolutely filthy. You know, if they've got, like, syringes on the ground or there's blood splatter or something like that, you'd be like, wow, doctor... I don't think that you should keep this, uh, keep your office so, like, so messy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're not a doctor, but you can still criticize a doctor. If you say, doctor, I have an allergy. I keep sneezing every time uh, I go into a grassy field. And he says, I think we're gonna have to cut your leg off. You're gonna say, no, actually, we're not gonna have to cut, cut my leg off. I'm gonna get a second opinion because I think you might be an idiot. <laughs> You might be an incompetent doctor, and I think probably you should rethink that diagnosis. And so you would go to a different doctor who's better. We all criticize people, you know, if, if even if they're a professional, and we're, we're not trained in that well, profession. Well, if, if you have a degree, even if it's like a uh, PhD doctor, right. if and you spend like 11 years in medical school mm-hmm. or eight, it doesn't mean that you're a good professional well that's right it doesn't mean that yeah excuse me yeah i mean how dare you to drink water how dare you excuse me if you're (laughs) if you're uh if you're a professional if you have a degree in something it doesn't mean you're good at it and everybody has a right to criticize anybody no matter what it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous and there's nothing offensive about it the 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 truth is i think fairly obviously she's not a good teacher because there are many aspects to being a teacher, and one of them is controlling your temper in front of the kids. I think that not screaming at kids about their parents, probably an important part of being a teacher. She's obviously crap at that. You can't you can't scream like you're a teacher. Yeah. If you are if you if you think you're a good teacher, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to say stuff like this at all. No, your mom's a teacher. Your mom's a teacher. My mom is a teacher, yes. And, and she doesn't get mad at the kids. She just beats them. 100% sure, because it's Russia and it's... <laughs> do, do the, do the teachers actually beat the children in Russia? Well, um, one time uh, I had the teacher um, in computer class. Yeah. She was teaching my father. So she's an old lady. She's an old lady. She's still alive. She's kind of a little bit crazy but one time our one of our my classmates was not be acting like nicely he's kind of a guy who is messing around and stuff class clown we call him in america class yeah that's 100 percent sure and she just throw a freaking book at him (laughs) and it flies right next to my face because he was sitting behind me well in russia you 
can't do stuff like this. Right, Nobody's right. going to fight. But this isn't common. Teachers aren't, aren't actually just like consistently beating children in Russia. No, not no. consistently, but very often. Oh, very often. So, so it's much more. Yeah. Yes, it can happen. Well, maybe they need to bring that back. Maybe they need to bring that back here in America. <laughs> Capital punishment for uh, for just students. Take, just take you if you want a tough kid. Prepare for everything in life. Just just bring him to Russian school. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have Russian schools here in America. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they probably work quite the same as in Russia, but uh, yeah. No. Yeah. But I. If I would, I would take my kid to Russian school, actually. Right, right. But anyway, so um, I now I don't know for sure about this, but I'm going to guess that the teacher in that Zoom call voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> that's, that's that's my guess. I I can't tell you guys she that for sure. She might have voted for Bernie Sanders, Chris. <laughs> she might have voted for Bernie. All right, darling. Uh, I have a I have a favor to ask you. Big favor. You ready for this? No. You ready for this? No. Well, I'm going to ask you anyway, darling. Can you read the next headline, please? Okay. Uh, CNN is propaganda, comma, director admits. <laughs> yeah. Now this is uh this is a this is a TV director over at uh, at CNN. Uh, you guys have probably all heard this story by now because it is a huge story. If you haven't heard this story, somebody just sh- like uh, was shooting him secretly. Yeah, yeah. It's a hidden camera. Do- oh, you haven't heard this story? No, I didn't. Oh my, my! I was gonna say, if you haven't heard of the story, where have you been? I was Valeria, in traffic. I where was in traffic. have you been? <laughs> okay, so this is a huge story. Apparently, CN, a CNN TV director or technical director, technical director has admitted, and he's a Democrat as well. I mean, he he's a true believer. He believes in all this crap. So let's let's watch a little bit of this. This was recorded by uh, uh, by somebody over at CNN, and they sent it into Project Veritas. And we know some of the Project Veritas people, darling. When I say something like that and I point to you, you're supposed to verify what I'm saying is yes, accurate. Yes, we do know. Thank you. <laughs> we genuinely know some people over Project Ver- Veritas, great people. Uh, and let's watch some of this video. I think you guys will get a kick out of this. I think I, I think we got him through this term. We would always share shots of him jogging. Him and Aviator Shades and like, like you paint him as a young geriatric. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. You know, we were, so that's, that's, I think that's probably it. Look what we did. We got Trump back. I am 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe it that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. And what is it you do? Technical director. It's one step down from director. Yeah. (laughs) Valeria goes, it's like eight minutes. I said, yeah, we're not going to play the whole thing. She goes, why not? Gives us less time to talk. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to play the whole Project Veritas video. but um, And if you guys want to see it, please go to the Project Veritas YouTube channel or their website and watch the whole video. Totally well worth watching. Uh, This guy is fantastic. He's, I mean, he's a total lefty. And you buy him a couple of beers and... He will tell you in private what he would never say in public, which is that... What did he say? He said if it wasn't for CNN... Trump would have been reelected. He thinks CNN helped stop Trump. 
uh, from getting reelected. No. Well, well, Valeria, Valeria. No. The election was totally legitimate totally and fair. Legi- yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to stop Valeria there. I, I saw something coming that I that I, I thought was quite dangerous. It was yeah. totally fair. Joe Biden was elected totally fairly and legally. Nothing bad ever happened in 2020. It was totally perfect and everything was perfect. Um, yeah, so this guy thinks CNN won it for Biden. Uh, yeah, obviously we suspect that there was other other things that happened in 2020 which maybe helped Biden get elected that were more important than CNN. But this guy seems to think CNN uh, won it for Biden. But the point really is that he's admitting that CNN is is not presenting news anymore. They're presenting propaganda. They're making up news that they think will hurt Trump or hurt Republicans, and that not it will just help. hurt Trump or hurt Republicans. They they were uh, like, it, it makes them ratings. It gets them ratings as well. Before, yeah, there's a previous Project Veritas video where um, where a, a different producer. Uh, and I actually met the guy that recorded this video. Fantastic uh, video. Uh, hold on. Is uh, Russian collusion. Okay. Okay. Russian collusion. Sorry, I'm looking it up for you guys. Um, there was this other one where this other producer was saying, yeah, actually. I, oh, man, that's not the video I want. Uh, or this other producer was saying, yeah, all the Russian collusion stuff is just made up. Yeah. We just made like, it up. We, we're doing the headlines because it's bringing us ratings and people want to watch that. Right. Right. And then also, um, they got uh, they got uh, Van Jones. Van Jones saying the same thing. Do you remember that? Yeah. I can't find. I like can't even find any of these videos. Like they've all been like taken down. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's a Turning Point USA one. This will this will probably have it. Oh, it's on. It's this is on Facebook. Russia okay, mm-hmm. let me play this for you. This is an old one. This is from like I think a couple of years ago. Uh, let me play this. Then why CNN constantly like Russia this, Russia that? Because it's ratings. Because it's ratings? Our ratings are incredible right now. But honestly, you'd, you'd think the whole Russia shit is just like bullshit. Could be bullshit. I mean, we, it's mostly bullshit right now. Like, we don't have any big giant proof. I just feel like they don't really have it, but they, they want to keep digging. Mm-hmm. And so I think the president is probably right to say, like, look, you are witch hunting me. Like, you have no smoking gun. You have no real proof. And the CEO of CNN said in our internal meeting, he said, good job, everybody, covering the climate accords. But we're done with it. Let's get back to Russia. We have mics now. Go. Okay. What do you want to say? I don't understand. These people who works for CNN, who knows that all of this is BS. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can hate Trump, but do you not? And you understand and you see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can you still work there? Or, or, okay, you keep working there. It's your job. But how can you be still like a Democrat? Yeah. After all of these things, you work there, you see what they're doing. Right, right. Well, I think that to some degree, they feel like, um, and I've, I've heard other people talk about this, D- Democrats talk about this, mm-hmm. 
it's like they believe in the Democrat thing, you know, the whole Democrat thing. Like, well, hold on, let me let, let, let me let me finish. They believe in all the Democrat ideas. They they believe that black people are oppressed in America. They believe in the white privilege crap. They believe that gay people need to be more advantaged in America. They believe in all of that. They believe all that. They recognize that many of the tactics that they employ in order to push their ideas forward are shady. They're unethical. They're disingenuous. They know they lie. They know they cheat. They know they do all that stuff. But they feel like they're in a go-kart race. I don't know why he's go-kart race. They're in a go-kart race against Republicans. It's one car and one car. And they feel like they've got the better car, that they're the better driver, that it's their race to win. And so, but they know that sometimes the Republicans win anyway, and they don't understand that. So if they go in and they fiddle with our engine a little bit, or they slash a tire or something like that, well, that's okay, because they deserve to win anyway. So Democrats know they cheat. They know they're liars. They know they're... You know, a lot of voters I've talked to, they kind of know this stuff. They don't care. They'll 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 argue they'll argue to the death that what they're doing is fair. But if you get them in an honest moment, they'll say, "Well, it doesn't really matter because we're right." So they they you know, if you get them into a moment where they're perfectly they're, they're actually willing to tell you. And some of them are doesn't take a lot. Some of them are pretty willing to tell you anyway. What they really think about stuff, they'll admit, yeah, yeah, no, we know we cheat. We know we're wrong about this. We know that Trump isn't guilty of this or whatever, but it's okay because we're right in the long run. So that that's why they think what they think. Did you want to say something else? Well, they're like so happy. Oh, we got the Trump out. We got the Trump out. If you won one battle, it doesn't mean that you won a whole war. No, and and if they do win the war, they're going to usher in a dystopia... The likes of which we've never seen to, on the planet. Not going to. There's a lot of stupid people who still support Democrats, but over time... I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you, over time... It's going to hurt those same people who voted for Trump. Unless, unless the Democrats are really able to pull out all the stuff that they want to. Pack the court, make D.C. a state, make Puerto Rico a state, get, get all the um, illegal immigrants amnesty and get them voting. Unless they can do all that stuff, which I'm hoping that they cannot do, because if they all do that, we're all screwed. But if, if they're unable to do all those things then there's no way that the Democrats will win in the end. And I think the reason they'll never really win in the end is because they're so far off of reality at this point. I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to Kurt about it. Like, um, in the 1980s and the 1990s, I think a, a white person watching TV would see a black person on TV and they wouldn't really think much about it. And a black person would see a white person on TV and they wouldn't think much about it. You'd see an Asian person or a Hispanic and you wouldn't really think all that much about it. In 2021, people talk about this crap all the time now. It's like, oh, we need more representation of black black bodies on TV in this like, weird language that they use. And it's like, guys, stop thinking so much about racial stuff. Like, we, we got past this in the 80s and 90s, and now you're regressing, you're going backwards... And it's because leftists live in this false reality. They 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 have they had dreamed up all these fantasies like how oppressed black people are again. It's like they ran out of reasons to say black people are victims. And because there there wasn't really anything left. We'd stopped victimizing black people by the nineteen eighties, I would say. And but there were a lot of people who wanted to believe black people were still oppressed so they'd still have something to fight against. So they made up all these little things. And they convinced a lot of people that those things are real oppression. 
oh, if you uh, if you're if you get nervous around a black person who's all tatted up and looks like a thug, well, that means you're a racist, or maybe it means that you have common sense and you think thugs are some pe- are the type of people you want to avoid, <laughs> right? And that's true of white thugs, black thugs, Asian thugs, any kind of thug. Um, here a thug, there a thug, everywhere a thug, thug. That's a it's an old children's song in America. Anyway, hilarious. Larry's very confused. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the, the point is they invented all these things for people to say, oh, there's racism here. There's racism. There's some microaggression. This is, uh, you know, subconscious racism and all this kind of stuff. They invented all these things. And they convinced a bunch of college students and people that we were still living in the Jim Crow era. In fact, Biden just mentioned that, oh, we're, we're going back to the Jim Crow era. No, we, we passed that whole era. We've gotten all the way past a sort of like period of equality and we're kind of delving into a new era of fantasy reality now we live in we live in this bifurcated world where some of us still live in the natural progression from the 80s and 90s and others of us have split off democrats have split off into this fantasy version of reality where they can all still pretend that they're 1960s uh civil rights protesters right they're all basically cosplayers dressing up as 1960s protesters going around pretending that there's all this injustice, but there just isn't. And so it's, it's, it's really frustrating. You know, we live, in, we live in a world now in which we have to, we have to contend with people who are, who are actually creating laws that, that don't actually live in reality. They're not uh, creating laws based in fundamental truths about the world, but fundamental uh, misconceptions, maybe intentional misconceptions. Mis, uh, misperceptions of the world but anyway it gets worse <laughs> worse where huh where i can't understand what you're saying worse in what what what's getting worse <laughs> all right well i'm getting there uh here it says cnn staffer tells project veritas that the network played up covid19 death toll for ratings so the same guy in part two if you want to watch part two of this he says actually Let's see here. He says, COVID, gangbusters with ratings. He's like, this is why we constantly have the death toll on the side. He continued making reference to the coronavirus death tracker. Remember the death tracker that suddenly... Disappeared next day after inauguration. <laughs> yeah. It's... I knew that it's going to happen. I thought they're a little bit smart. They will keep it for two weeks and they send Biden yeah. beat, beat, beat the virus. But no, they removed it the next day. Yeah. 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 What Valeria is saying is, it wasn't just for ratings. Uh, CNN knew that if they kept that stupid death tracker up, it would make Trump look bad and it would help it would help Democrats win the election. And so they kept that death tracker up there. And as soon as Biden was inaugurated, they took the death tracker off the next day. They should have put the new title, Biden's death tracker, uh, Biden administration <laughs> COVID death tracker. And went down to zero like the first day or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they just took it off. They didn't want to talk about any deaths as soon as Biden was elected. Do you want to let the cat out or do you want to? No. Okay. I think I'll be quiet if you let him out. Sure. No, but I think he will. Okay. This is like a bet. All right. One hundred dollars. There, there is another. There is another video, and uh, in this particular video, he he's talking about Matt Gates, and I want everybody to watch this video because um, I think this is incredibly relevant to what's going on right now. He basically says, "Yeah." The Matt Gates thing, this is all propaganda. This is all propaganda. Hey, say hello, Aston. Oh, no, he went away. 
Oh no. I got I, yeah, I, Okay, can you define propaganda for me? Like I think I know, but like how how is it um what's the mechanism? If the agenda say is to like get like Matt Gates right now, he's a, like this Republican. Like, uh, he's a problem for the Democratic Party because he's so conservative, right? And he could cause a lot of hiccups in passing the laws. So it's it would be great for the Democratic Party to get him out. So we're going to keep running those stories to keep hurting him and make it so that it can't be buried and like just you know settled outside of court and just like you know. Uh, if we keep pushing that, it's helping us. That's propaganda. It's helping us in some way. I love that video. I love that Project Veritas put that out. That's like my favorite thing. Because, uh, you know, I had somebody the other day, somebody that I like, who's a Democrat, and they went ahead and... Uh, so my friend, my friend, who's a Democrat, he went ahead and wrote me, and he said, uh, "Look at this Matt Gates thing," and he said the thing that all the Democrats are saying right now, which is, you know, Demo Republicans are supporting a child trafficker. Hey, Aston, <laughs> uh, Republicans are supporting a child trafficker. Matt Gates is a child trafficker, right? A child, no, no, not even a child trafficker, a sex trafficker. They're calling him a sex trafficker. Matt Gates is a sex trafficker. Okay, well, first of all, there's a couple of things about this. One, it's it's not even really clear what the investigation is about specifically and how Matt Gates is being investigated, first of all. Secondly, he's not actually been arrested for anything. He's not even been accused of anything. And he, he hasn't, he, he absolutely hasn't gone to court and been tried and convicted of anything. But the Democrats and the media, they've accused him, they've arrested him, they've put him in court, they've tried him, and they've convicted him, and he's now in prison, according to the leftist rhetoric. Mm -hmm. If you were to watch CNN talk about this, the way they talk about it, Matt Gates is already in prison. And I think Matt Gates should sue all of them for defamation, because the way they're talking about this, this is not a done deal, this is not set. This is barely even like there's they don't even know exactly what the investigation is. And yet they're calling him a sex trafficker. So I get people writing me saying, how can you defend Matt Gates and his sex trafficking? It's like, well, I can't defend something that he hasn't even been accused of. He's just being labeled that. Mm -hmm. OK, how do you defend somebody that's being labeled something that there's no evidence for? It's like what do you, it's like the it's like the schoolyard retort. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, so all you can say is, "Well, no, he isn't." I mean, it's just a blatant lie. Uh, it, it's a it's a difficult thing to refute something that there's no evidence for at all. Something that's completely and utterly made up. Because I think that over the years, over the decades, over the centuries, it has been atypical for somebody just to out of the blue make up an accusation against somebody, somebody, or label them something. That there's absolutely no evidence for whatsoever, just basically made up out of the blue. Now, with the Matt Gates thing, there he has a friend who's got getting in trouble for some kind of a thing, somebody he knew back in Florida, and because Matt Gates knew him, he was somehow part of the investigation. We don't know exactly, specifically how how he's involved in the investigation. I think probably some news agencies have a lot of anonymous sources telling them things, 
But the truth is, we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know exactly how Matt Gates is being accused. But what we do know is that he hasn't been arrested, that he hasn't been tried, and that he hasn't been convicted of anything. So to sit here and accuse him of this stuff is absolute nonsense. And for people to even text me about this and say, oh, what about Matt Gates?" It's like, come on, you're really going to believe this absolute garbage? It's like, it's kind of, I'm embarrassed by people who believe stuff like that, because I think... You can't just take the word of reporters anymore on CNN. Everything they produce is propaganda, and this guy is expressing that clearly, and he's on CNN's side. He works for them. He's a Democrat. He loves it. He's not saying it helps them when he talks about Democrats. He's not talking about it helps them when he's talking about CNN. He's saying it helps us. He, he considers himself part of the propaganda machine I'm just going to switch it on to Valeria so you guys get a nice, beautiful view of Aston there. <laughs> that's what well, that's what people really tune in for. They don't really tune in for the news or for analysis. They turn, tune in to see Aston's tail. Say hi. Hey, buddy. Aston. Come here. There he is. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, it's great to see that that kind of stuff gets caught on tape, and then we can we can expose it here uh, to the world. That not only is CNN pure propaganda in our view, CNN is pure propaganda in their own view, <laughs> which I just love, darling. Yes. Do you have any analysis on this? Um. No. Well, that was easy. Moving on. Could you do me a huge favor? Could you read the next headline? Yes. That'd be amazing. Pelosi says she would fight capital protesters. Yeah, did you hear about this? No. Oh. Nancy Pelosi said that she would physically fight the capital protesters if she had run into them. That she would physically fight them. You can spit <laughs> on her, she will die. <laughs> like sand over the... Whatever. That is my wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, let's read this. This is pretty funny. I mean, this is just like laughable. I feel like this is like, you know, when you're watching a boxing match or something, or you're watching like a, a, a like an MMA fight, you know, some totally fat, out of shape loser in the corner is like, ha, I could take him. <laughs> it's a Nancy Pelosi field. Pelosi on, uh, on January 6th, they could have had a battle on their hands if the mob had caught her. <laughs> Uh, it just cracks me up. Washington. Okay, I don't know why they put Washington there, but that's where they're reporting from, I guess. On her 100th birthday as speaker, on her birthday. Why, do, why did I say that? It doesn't say that. It's not written there. Why did I read birthday? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. On her 100th day as speaker of the 117th Congress, Nancy Pelosi discussed the dramatic events that opened her tenure when a mob that stormed the Capitol wanted to kill her. Of course, it's USA Today, everybody. So ignore the spin. Ignore the spin. That's what they're setting out to do, she told USA Today. Uh, if her security agents hadn't managed to evacuate from the White House chamber in time, uh, she's, she's saying if, if, they, if they hadn't evacuated her. Asked if that frightened her, she replied, well, I'm pretty tough. I'm a street fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter. They would have had a battle on their hands. Yeah, you know that game from uh, the 90s, Street Fighter, for no. the Nintendo? You don't remember mm -hmm. this game? It was also like a... What year? The 1990s? Oh, yeah, you weren't born yet. <laughs> Hello. 
You forgot you have a young wife. I forget. Uh, yeah, anyway, when I was a child, there was a, a game called Street Fighter. Uh, I was more like a teenager, but anyway, uh, they had they had a an arcade version, and they had, they had uh, I think it was for maybe Super Nintendo, uh, Street Fighter, and uh, one of the characters was Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> and you could you could fight with Nancy Pelosi. Please, if there's somebody who can do animation, please do Nancy Pelosi in Street Fighter, because that's hilarious. I will tweet that out. I don't have a huge Twitter following, but I'll... Maybe I'll tell Gorka to tweet it. All right, let's see here. Uh, besides, okay, let me. Yeah, there we go. Besides, she said with a laugh, lifting her foot clad in her classic four-inch high stilettos, I would have had these to use as weapons. <laughs> oh my God, this woman is. It's so funny because none of the the uh, protesters at the Capitol were at all going to try to hurt anybody that was there. Nobody there was violent. But you know who is talking about violence? Nancy Pelosi. She wants to physically assault people who are peacefully protesting, walking casually through the Capitol. She wants to physically attack them. Yeah. He already knows he's running away. <laughs> I just have to reach for a piece of paper and he knows I'm going to throw it out. Um, I too am violent, Nancy Pelosi. I throw paper at my cat. <laughs> Oh, there he goes. All right, uh, let's see here. In a wide-ranging interview, Pelosi described a historic start for the new Congress as president, blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Uh, she says, I'll never forgive trauma caused by the rioters. When Pelosi talked about the January 6th assault, her voice became lower and more intense. I was never personally afraid because I had much security. I had so much security for myself, she said. I was afraid for everybody else. And I'll never forgive them the trauma that they caused to the staff and the members. Now, I didn't endure any trauma because I'm a street fighter. <laughs> but the staff, the poor staff and the other members of Congress, they were they were traumatized because they're not street fighters like me. <laughs> she's, so, she's so ridiculous. Many are still dealing with the after effects, she said. I do think I do think it'll have an impact on how people decide to come to work here or stay to work here and then the rest i don't know what the that means anyway uh then she moves on to talk about other crap but uh look at that look at that look at that amazing let's just let's do the full frame there look at this look at the street fighter everybody oh man she's dangerous <laughs> she's looking to rip that paper up god ruthless ruthless street fighter Oh man, look at her writing and then and then doing this with her hand. I think that's a karate move. I think that's some kind of that might be some Brazilian jiu-jitsu is <laughs> doing there. Let's see. Oh, look at her surprise. That's a that's kung fu right there. Oh, look, this is it's a little karate chop. This is called the this is called the Pelosi distance sarcastic clap. Oh, look at I believe this is judo. This is some form of judo. Hiya! I think that's what she's doing right there. Look at all the. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's so tough. Look at those veins. Because you know she's been working out. Yeah, yeah. She's clearly gonna kick some butt when those uh, protesters walk in casually. Anyway, all right. Enough. Enough joking around, darling. You're not gonna believe this. Yes. That's the end of the news.
We're only doing two story, uh, two stories. We're only doing, God lord. We're only doing four stories from now on because we've realized that five and plus uh, tends to lead us astray. We tend to do uh, shows that are way too long and uh, and then I can't get any work done for the rest of the day because I'm exhausted. So we've decided to try to keep these to an hour and so we're only doing four stories from now on. How are we doing time-wise? Oh, 10 Perfect. minutes. Perfect, you still have time for Super Chats and questions. Perfect. All right, let's do it. Okay. It's all you, baby. Uh, we have two Super Chats, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one will be from Titus Billingsley. Probably Titus is my guess. Titus Billingsley, okay. Um, you're all are the best. Love the deep dive, Mr. Reagan research. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Reagan. Well, there's a great video coming out tomorrow morning. Um, it's it's about a uh, this is a weird. I'm gonna what? What's going on? Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> my mistake. Yeah, there's a good video coming out tomorrow. Uh, you know how they they got all these riots going on because some. No. Like gangbanger tried to call ass- it like this. What? You can't call it like. I this. can't call it like what? You can't even call it riots. It's not riots. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, we should have talked about that. I, that was a story I, I forgot to include today. But um, yeah, the police chief over there in Minnesota said that it was a riot, and all the reporters. No, 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 he said, I think looters. No, he said riot. Right. And all the reporters were like, "You can't call it a riot. You can't call it a riot. It's a protest. It's a protest." So if re- if Republicans, if Trump supporters walk through the Capitol casually, mm-hmm. and they're legitimately peacefully protesting, we have to call it an insurrection. Mm-hmm. But if a bunch of black, presumably Biden supporters, are burning places down and looting Nike and and causing all this damage. And literally rioting, very obviously rioting. We have to call it protest. protest. Peaceful I'm protest. I'm glad they at least they didn't say peaceful protest. So, what the heck was I talking about before you so rudely interrupted me? Mm. I said, uh, oh yeah, all these people are rioting because this guy who's essentially a thug... Uh, was was being arrested and decided to make a run for it, and then one of the cops accidentally shot him trying to pull a taser, which I actually didn't believe until I watched the footage. Once I saw the the body cam footage, I was like, okay, yeah, she actually did make the mistake, but it is a weird mistake to make. I mean, that's it's a really weird mistake. But anyway, it looks I mean, like if you like this this kind of situation. I think it would put you in so much stress and like adrenaline. Yeah, I mean, that's you wouldn't even realize what you're doing yeah. because I mean, yeah, that's clearly what happened. I mean, she was clearly. Under a lot of stress. She was probably not the kind of person that should ever have been a police officer in the first place. I mean, if you're under if a stress... I, I actually really respect police and what they're doing. And I would I would want to become one. But I just would like to sit in the office and don't go anywhere like out. I just want like paperwork. Yeah. And home, with an occasional home, desk home. pop. Desk pop. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. It's from the... Uh, it's from the feature film, the, what was it called? The Other Guys. The feature film, The Other Guys. Highly recommend it. Desk pop. I'll, I'll play it for you when, we, when we're done with this. Okay. <laughs> uh, Daniel J. Corica says, Nancy Skeletor Pelosi was, fi- uh, f- was filling her Depends that day. Hey, we still have one super chat before that. Oh, sorry. I just saw it pop up. Depends, darling, is like um, diapers for old people. Oh. Yes. So she was filling them, presumably with poo, 
because the because the insurrectionists scared the poo out of her. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I did the, I, I did an in depth video, and thank you for the compliment, by the way. Uh, I did an in depth video about this story um, of a, of a black woman. She's married to a black man, has two black children. Seems like a lovely family. Mm -hmm. They had a little bit of money. She was actually a game show host, a game show host, game show contestant. That's cool. Who won the competition that she was in. Um, So they had a bit of money. So they adopted these two brothers, white brothers and their little sister, white children. And then she murdered the little girl, the three-year-old little girl. She beat her to death. A terrible story. Absolutely horrific story. But I wanted to put it out there because... uh, to me, it's a, st- a stark contrast between how we treat uh, uh, this really quite massive black woman beating up this tiny little white girl, this white little mm-hmm. three-year-old girl, uh, versus how we treat, you know, uh, basically a street thug who's yeah. killed by police in a in a scuffle. Uh, you know, this guy gets killed and they riot all over the place. This little girl gets killed. And who's even heard this news story? No one. This happened a month ago or so. This is like in February. Nobody's even heard this story. This should be in the national news. This should be everywhere. The woman is famous. She's famous. She was on this show, and she murdered a little child that she adopted. I mean, it's absolutely horrific. Like, everybody should know about this story. They should be marching in the streets for that little girl, not for this thug. You know, I mean, it's not a great thing that happened with the police officer anyway, but, I mean, compare and contrast, ladies and gentlemen. One of of these uh, victims is innocent, and one of these victims isn't so innocent. Um, Yankee the Rebel gave us a super chat. Okay, do you want to read the other one before I read hers? Yes. No, no, let me read hers first. Sorry, I just want to get this out of the way because it's funny. Uh, Nancy's dentures were rattling in terror like the wind, (laughs) like those wind-up teeth, she says. Like the wind-up teeth. I saw a documentary about those wind-up teeth once. Fascinating. All right, go on. Read the other one. Slayer. Yankee the Rebel, by the way, is the is the person that compiles our stories. Yeah. <laughs> she, she should not be sending us money. All right, go ahead. You can send it back. Uh, I'll send it back. Super chat from Slayer. Yeah. I don't know what does it mean. IMO? IMO? It's some kind of... Oh, in my opinion. In my opinion. Okay. People don't understand the difference between intelligence, knowledge, and wisdom. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's actually a very profound thing to say. Uh, I understand. Do you know why? Huh. Because my ex used to call me. He was like, you are smart, but you are not wise. He always think, used to say this to me. You I think your ex might actually be right. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I know you're going, you're trying to like insult myself, but I understand that I'm smart, but I'm not wise because I'm, I was like, how, how old I was like 20? Yes, sorry, I don't have enough wisdom because I'm 20 years old. It yeah. takes some time. Sorry, yeah. man. There is a there is a thing that some guys do when they want women to sort of respect them, which is they'll like put them down mm-hmm. to some degree. They'll find a way to put them down. Um, I, I like I feel like if you're really a confident person, you 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 don't tend to, to put people down. You tend to like raise people up and tell them how amazing they are all the time. Um, and the reason I think that is because when I was a child, I was actually pretty good at drawing. What? What's funny? Oh, go on. I just brought up X because usually you bring up X's, and oh, now, so now I did are, this, and then everyone is like, "Yeah, I'm taking X's <laughs> oh again." Gosh, give me a break. Anyway, when I was a kid, I was pretty good at drawing, 
and uh, my buddy loved comic books. And so he would always draw different kinds of comic book characters. There were some comic book characters I could draw better than him and some he could draw better than me. And But for the most part, I was a little bit better than he was. So whenever he would draw something that was maybe unusually good, I'd say, that's amazing. That's really, really good. Well done. And even if he did something that was kind of like crap, but he was proud of it, I'd be like, no, yeah, you did good, man. That's great. But if I drew something that he was impressed by, like pretty much universally without without exception, he would always say, he would always criticize it. He'd be like, oh, that's not so good. The proportion isn't right here. You need to shade it better there, blah, 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 blah. And what I learned from that experience is that he, because at first I was like, what, what are you talking about? This is amazing. This is a thousand times better than anything you've ever done. <laughs> and, and, and it confused me because I'm like 13 years old. I'm like, I didn't really understand human psychology that well. But I figured out pretty quickly that, okay, so he he is he resents me a little bit for doing something that he can't. And so he's trying to put me down to make him feel better about himself or to somehow convince me that I'm not as good as I am or whatever, right? It's this kind of, it's just this gut reaction that like, oh, somebody's better than me. I got to put them down. It's a sign of somebody having low self-confidence in some area or maybe even just generally. Um, so at the end of the day, we both know you were too good for your ex, and he probably knew it. <laughs> That's probably That's why, why he tried to keep me by tr- basically insulting me. I think so, because if you lo- if he can re- re- reduce your self esteem, then you don't think you're he too good, good for him. He did a good job. We were yeah. together for four years. But who improved your self esteem? This guy. <laughs> I, I damn straight. Uh, how often do I tell you how horrible you are? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every single. As a joke. That's a joke, yeah. That's a joke. I'm mostly I just talk about how, how ugly she is. And I will say that, which is a horrible thing, really. Don't gentlemen, even if your wife is beautiful, never tell them they're ugly. It's a horrible thing to do. But I do it because I'm a little crazy. But you but you kinda understand, right? I, I don't think there's ever been ones that I've said, Oh, my wife's ugly and Valeria's actually been upset by it, I hope. But <laughs> Um, but I do make that joke occasionally, which I shouldn't do. I shouldn't do, but I think it's really funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there anything else? Any, anything else you want to read? Um... Oh, Frank James is asking how the coup planning went last night. Actually, it went very, very well. So um, the people that are putting on the recall effort, uh, they, they need a lot of signatures. And so starting in about a month, they're going to, you know, they have to prepare a long time before they start it because... They need something like 5,000 signatures a day, something crazy like About that. 6,000 a day, yeah. Yeah. So in order to get that many signatures every single day, because they only have a limited amount of time to get those signatures, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very, very sh- short amount of time, which I think is actually kind of unfair, but whatever. So they have to do a lot of pre-planning to get all the these pieces of paper out there ready for people to sign them mm-hmm. before they ever start. Uh but they're confident. They think that they can do it. But they, they obviously, they need to get the word out and they need money. Uh, do you know what the website was that we were supposed to? Uh, it's same as a recall Gavin Newsom, but recall... Um, George, George Gascon. Gascon. Yeah, if you want to give those guys money, go to recallgeorgegascon.org, I guess, probably. Maybe .com. Let me like check. But anyway, they, uh, they need money and they need people to volunteer. So if you're in California and you want to go to grocery stores and get George Gascon recalled, it shouldn't be that difficult because 
I read somewhere or I heard somewhere, maybe at the party last night, that uh, something like 80% of people want George Gascon recalled, like they don't approve of what he's doing. And we're talking about Democrats here. Um, he had a vote of no confidence last night by some some county or some town or something like that. And everybody who voted no confidence of George Gascon is a Democrat, which is pretty crazy. That says a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. basically everybody knows that this guy's a worthless piece of garbage. The weird thing is everybody knew that before he got elected. So I'm, I'm not really sure why Democrats backed him or why anybody was working toward getting him elected in L.A. We all knew what he did in San, San Francisco. So I don't I remember getting the ballot and being like, I don't even remember who who yeah, else it's was called um, recall George OK, dot com recall George dot com. If you want to send them a thousand dollars, if you're like if you're somebody who watches my show and you're super rich. You know, they could use all the help they can get. And this will become a national story, I think, once the recall effort starts, because George Gascon is a minion of the notorious billionaire, Porge Poros. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I mean by Porge Poros, replace the first P with a G and replace the second P with an S. And you will have the name of the guy I'm trying to say. But I can't say it. That's the weird thing. Like, you can't even say that guy's name on YouTube without getting demonetized, without getting censored, Mm -hmm. without getting your videos taken down. It's really weird, man. That guy is so powerful. It's just, it's ridiculous. Anyway. um, (laughs) Guess which billionaire I'm writing. Um, All right. All right, I think that we're done for the day. I don't see anybody else asking any questions or having anything else to say. So I guess we're going to see you guys tomorrow. Um, yeah. What, <laughs> just, they're mentioning, like, God, you guys know too much about our personal lives. What did they mention? Somebody mentioned the broken bed. <laughs> I talk too much about our, our personal lives. All right, guys. I think that's it for today. Are you uh, Are you good? I'm good. Okay. I'm good, too. Uh, We're going to see you guys tomorrow, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like these. I like every single day we do these, and uh, I'm really happy we started to do this show, despite the fact that, obviously, we don't have as many viewers as I have on Mr. Reagan, but, uh, yeah, it it feeds into my Mr. Reagan show, although I'm going to start doing more original content for Mr. Reagan again, because I think we've got this down, and now I've got a little bit more time, and and, uh, I can start putting those together so we're gonna have more original content on mr reagan and we're gonna have these every day and yeah it's just a lot of work but we're, we're doing it and uh, we're gonna go on vacation soon we're going to las vegas but we're gonna bring you guys with us so i bought like a little rig so we can put mics on and then we can do the show from the pool so hopefully we'll be doing that and we'll I mean, probably soon you mean june yeah, okay in june <laughs> <laughs> in the end of the June. At the end of June. But I'll have we'll have Elijah there from um from slightly offended. I'll have my friend Sydney there. I'll have my friend uh from Next News Network. Uh, who am I talking about? Gary? Franchi. Darling, you've gotta remember this these I can't remember names. So like Gary Franchi, great guy, one of the best guys I know. Can't remember his name, because why? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> But anyway, all right, that's enough jabber, jibber jabber. At some point, we're going to take this show on the road. But for now, uh, we're trying to give the best show we can every single day. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Good night. Toxic masculinity. All right.